Hello and welcome to episode nine of Evolving Mindset podcast. And tonight I'm joined by Kirsty. Hello, Kirsty. Hi, Phil. Thanks for yeah. inviting me onto tonight's podcast. Yeah, not a problem at all. So, um, how's things been going? Pretty well. Um, I'm finally home from a little staycation. Yeah. Back in the lands of Liverpool, um, trying to find my routine, get back into my routine. Yeah. Um, so, I'm just settling back in. So you're in Somerset, wasn't you, for a while? Yeah, I was on a week in Somerset, and then I'd done three weeks in Sussex. Yeah. So, Sussex. and at the at the time, Liverpool was in tier three um, yeah. lockdown, where where you, where you couldn't really stay, and it wasn't. So, how was that coming back? It was tier that? one. Tier I, I one. dreaded coming back. Yeah, I yeah. didn't want to come home. Yeah. I had no choice, to be honest. Um, yeah. Also brilliant. So. Um, Kirsty's joined on, on a lot of our programmes and uh, just wanted to have a chat about yourself, Kirsty, and, and tell anyone who doesn't know about your journey around what, how you've ended up um, coming and getting some support of Evolver Mindset. So I first joined you back in June, um, jumped on the sessions then, I completed all the six sessions with yourselves. But for me, my journey started way back about 18 months ago now, after I became an amputee. So it was a bit, bit of a pretty struggle, pretty hard struggle, to be honest, in yeah. finding that support and that like help out there. So yeah, there was a lack of um, support around in the community. I didn't really know where to turn to. So I found doing my own education myself helped massively with that. I did do a few courses. Um, I was on, in the middle of doing counselling and had to leave due to ill health. But then I picked it back up back in September just after yeah. finishing your sessions and my aim is to reach out now and help others. Yeah. I mean, you've been doing a lot of, um, as an amputee, you know, I can remember on the sessions you were talking about doing runs and doing sort of things to keep you sort of occupied as well. Um, yeah. It was, so what sort of stuff did that help you mentally as well? It certainly did. Yeah. Cause for me being labeled as disabled when yeah. you first become an amputee, I took that hard cause I don't think I am disabled. I yeah. find that I can do a lot more than what two-legged people could do. Absolutely. So one of the first things I signed up to do was an abseil. I abseiled down Western Hospital to pay them back for helping me through the surgery. Oh, and amazing. then last summer, I completed a 5K with Alder Hay and actually got a world record oh, wow. um, with Alder Hay and Matalan. And then stupidly, I've just signed up for another 5K. <laughs> oh, brilliant. So do you so think it's getting me through the winter? Yeah, I, I you know... I... Do you think having a goals and having these sort of goals and milestones ahead of you, you know, help you to sort of deal with any low periods? Um, I know certainly I do, having someone to, that I'm aiming for, yeah. I mean, yeah, if you can see that end goal, you know what you can do in between to get yourself there. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't even like to begin to think what, you know, what must have been going through your mind, obviously building up to the operation for the for the amputee and stuff like that. Uh, you know how, how I, I don't even know how I would but how what what for me what I of... had to make that decision it was yeah. well, it was it was some of it was out of my hands due to infection but I think if you're in a trauma and you're in an accident it's gone you haven't got yeah. time to think about it so having to weigh up the pros and cons of was it the right decision I was doing but I can honestly say it was the best decision I've ever made yeah I've made so many new connections so many more friends and it hasn't stopped me doing anything yeah. So, you know, not only do you feel, I mean, a lot of the stuff we talk about, Kirsty, is around stigma. Uh, and, you know, you know what I'm like, you know, I'm such an ambassador of reducing stigma within the UK. Uh, but I also believe I work in the disability world as well for, in my day job. 
And you feel as if there's been times where you've experienced stigma due to your physical health as well as mentally, or is it mainly more mental than physical that you've seen? Possibly both. It probably weighs out. Well, I've not really opened up about mental health, to be honest, to any workplace, yeah. but physically I did. Yeah. A lot of occupational health. You have to jump through all kinds of hoops yeah. when I'm still physically the same person. Yeah. And in employment, you see, you know, do you find that there's like reasonable workplace adjustments that people can make? Or uh, do you get any of this? Um, what I know what I would like, and I think the type of character you are, I'd hate anyone, I think, trying to do something for me when I'm perfectly ca- yeah when I'm perfectly capable of doing things for myself but people go yeah. oh yeah I'll do that for you um yeah I was up and out the wheelchair within seven weeks I couldn't stand it um, yeah. so once I had my prosthetic leg I was off yeah um but no I can't stand anyone asking to push the wheelchair or if they can help you with this yeah it's not a nice feeling yeah so you say you're late I mean you were an absolute joy. I'd, I'd like to thank you um, on this podcast. You your absolute joy when you were on, on the sessions. And, and not only was you, did your positivity shine through from yourself, but you, would, you, but you would help others on the program as well who, who may be struggling. But what really come across was this ownership is why I'd like to call it. And I use it on the program as well as you took ownership from where you was. And by going out and researching and educating yourself around your mental well-being and, and challenges within life. Um, so what types of self-learning did you do, Kirsty? So, like you say, I had to take ownership of that um, need, Phil, because NHS waiting lists are astronomically long. You know, there's thousands of people waiting. So I thought if I can go about this and change it myself, I would rather help myself than having to wait. So I'd signed up to a counselling course with the aim of helping other amputees. Yeah. which was going really well. I was going into hospitals, speaking to them, like what could happen after the surgery, like your life's not over basically, mm-hmm. and just getting them back into that rehab. And then I signed up to do the principles of a mental health worker, which I found massively like enjoyable. But it also opened my mind as to what mental health I was struggling with myself. Yeah. And yeah. obviously I was um, diagnosed with PTSD after the amputation, but I also realised I had a lot of signs of anxiety myself. Yeah. which I never would have thought of. Yeah. I mean, that thought of, of, of I, I, I'm fascinated around mindset uh, and how someone can go through such a traumatic experience like what you have, and you know, um, losing one of your legs and stuff like that. So it's about, for me, I think a lot of people may, may have felt sorry for themselves or, and I think there's two ways, isn't it, that you can go. You can have yeah. this real positive sort of, I'm not going to be a victim and I'm going to focus on me. What I, my, I always say in my workplace, let's focus on, on people's abilities rather than, than a disability. And yes. it looks for me is what you focused on the things that you can still do and you can still lead the full life um, rather than becoming almost a victim. Uh, but I think it, I'm not criticizing anybody else who may become a victim in that self-pity and I can't do this and I can't do that and look what's happened to me. And it fascinates, it fascinates me how we can have two ends of, it, of, of each spectrum. That's good. Um, and that's why I used yeah. to say to the people in the hospital, you know, we've all got our own journey. Whether mm. it takes you two years, five years, 12 years, you, you, you will still get to a point. Okay, I shot out the starting blocks and maybe seven weeks was a bit mm. too soon. But sitting at home crying about it wasn't going to get me anywhere. Yeah. And I'd already told me that before I went into surgery myself that if I'm sad four days of the week, then I'm sad four days of the week. And yeah. I can honestly say, I don't think I've been sad four times. 
in the last yeah. two years with her. Yeah, and, you know, I, 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 I would say, you know, I'm trying to really picture myself in the same, and I think there'd be a lot of times like, why me? Why has this happened to me and no one else? And, Especially and, from a drawing pin. That's all they yeah. come from was standing on a drawing pin. Oh wow, really? Yeah, so yeah, yeah stood on a rusty drawing pin, and you just literally wouldn't know them in it. Yeah, and and our program, obviously, you've been on, and and we always like to say to people, I mean, I didn't know that, Kirsty, so thanks for sharing that. But you know, in life, we get blindsided by things, whether oh. that's whether that's loss, you know, uh, bereavement, whether that's a relationship breakdown, whether that's bankruptcy, whether that's losing jobs, all these things, and all these life events come in, and a lot of the time, we blindsiders, we don't see them coming. And he can flip us upside down. And I think us doing these podcasts is really trying to let people know that you may be perfectly fine now, but you never know what's around the corner. And you never know what's the, what can come in and blindside you. And it's absolutely okay to have a wobble. You know, I had, I had a wobble yesterday, um, you know, with the announcement of, of, of the new lockdown coming in. And I was like, I don't think I can go through this again. I don't no, think I, I can, think we you know, knew it was inevitable, but yeah. I don't. I still didn't want to hear the words. Yeah, I thought I, I'm very good at just putting things to the back of my mind and sort of like focus on positives and stuff. But then I had nowhere to hide from it. Yesterday, it was like, no, this is happening. When the speech coming, it was like, oh, okay. And I was like, can I really go through you this again? Really prepared for that. Yeah, yeah. and um, and I've I, and I've dusted myself down and I've got myself back into a, a good place again today, but. You know, and when we say on our sessions, you know, people can get to a point of self-reliant where, yeah, I have my good days and my bad days with, with, with my mental health. And yesterday, I wasn't critical of myself. It's like you've just been given some news that you practically can't leave the house. I've got asthma and other bits and bobs. You practically can't leave the house for a minimum of four weeks. And you've just done months and months and months of that. And you thought, I thought I was through it. Uh, and then I, so I had a wobble yesterday. I said, well, just be kind, but be kind to myself. Give myself that day to go, right, to oh, okay. You know, don't be sort of, oh, why, why is my head gone and stuff like that. And it was just about going, right, okay. I, I know where I'm feeling and I don't know why, why it's overwhelmed me a little bit. I'm struggling, you know, psychologically with it at the moment to, to, to deal with it. But, you know, I've slept on and I'm, I've, I've reached for my strategies that we give on the course. And, and I, I'm, I'm, just I'm, circle of influence as well. Yeah, what can yeah. you do about the situation? Well, I think people get themselves into situations where these life events come in and there's too much, whether there's ego around it or whatever, it's like, this can't be me. I'm too strong, I'm too this, I'm too that, to be suffering or to be struggling. And yeah. we all struggle. And I think if anyone hasn't struggled throughout COVID, um, I get them on a podcast with me, I'll call them a liar. <laughs> because I genuinely believe, you know, it's impacted us all. And people who, you know, People who don't suffer with any 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 mental concern, mental health concerns, I think they have. I'm more COVID. concerned about them. Yeah, 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 because I think it's hit them a lot harder. Yeah, they're like all of a sudden, what's what's this anxiety? Well, I'm sorry, I've been living with. <laughs> yeah, 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 we've been living like this. This is, you just, you've just dipped your toe into our pool, uh, yeah. pretty much. If that makes sense, what and that's what I personally feel is that, and it's not like oh, oh we're any better or any worse. It's just. I think people more have experienced, quick. yeah, I think people have experienced it a bit more than what they may have done um, in their life. And it is really strange times and it's really difficult. And I think part of these podcasts is, is just to let people to know, listen, if you're having a wobble, if, if you don't feel in a good place, you know, don't don't just sit there in silence yeah, and suffer. Reach out. Yeah, either talk to loved ones, come on the programmes. 
in the safe zone. So I think that's where I was sort of leading with it, Kirsty, as a participant coming on. Yeah, and it was through lockdown. It was like it was around April, May time, and I thought, you know what, I need to do something with myself here. I could go one of two ways, and I could yeah. have easily gone down that slippy, slidey slope. Yeah. But I obviously caught you at the right time. It yeah. was um, another local male mental health charity who promoted it, um, Men Two Army. Mm-hmm. Her name's Katie Taylor. She'd reposted, and I thought, you yeah. know what, I'll look into that, see what it's all about. And it's, yeah. I had nothing to lose, so I literally just signed up. Yeah. So, and, that, and that's great, and, and I'm hoping that, you know, the, the programme um, had some benefits. So, what, what would be some of your sort of, you know, you did the full programme, uh, not everyone does, they may come in, do two or three, and what suits them, and that's perfectly fine. As long as people are accessing some support, that's all we're about. But what would you say was some of the key highlights from you from the programme? So, I love the stress and anxiety one, because again, it picked up that I had anxiety that I was not aware of. Um, when you see a lot of them in front of your face you think oh god I've got that oh I I struggle with that and it makes you think Um, the other session that I enjoyed was the physical well-being one with Andrew Lincoln to mental health that opened my eyes massively yeah and even just doing the few changes within my diet I think I've lost about a stone and a half yeah it's absolutely blew blew me away Um, Andrew's session when he developed it um, and he's lost I think, I don't know how many stone, maybe between six and eight stone, I can't remember exactly. And you see the pictures, you don't even recognise, you wouldn't even recognise them. Not at all. But, but, he, but he would still say that, you know, the, the, the mental side, mental health side of it. So people think of the weight and the weight loss as just around all the physical. But it was all of the low self-esteem and it was, I hope you, don't, you know, he won't mind me, me saying it, but some of the self-esteem issues and low confidence and stuff like that, which can could lead to other things as well. On. Yeah, yeah, and um, so it wasn't just the the physical side of it; it, it, it was the mental uh, mental health side of it. Where Absolutely. when he when he reached into exercise, that was his sort of thing that he that he got hold of, uh, and that really really helped him as well. And um, you know, some of the stuff around nutrition, that the deficiencies and certain macro micronutrients and stuff. Mind. I was like, I had no idea, but it really hit home to me. That it does, and since I've implemented them. I'm like spot on. I've like yeah. I say, I've lost a stone and a half. I'm happy to go out and show my face on Zoom. Yeah, I feel a lot more confident in myself. Yeah, self-esteem and stuff. So that's yeah. brilliant. So um, you know, we do get a lot of listeners. Believe we've actually been amazed that we've had got quite a lot of listeners in from America. Uh, when we get there's about thirty-nine. I think about thirty or twenty-nine or thirty-nine percent of all the listens were actually from USA. So hello, my friends yeah. over the pond. Uh, if, you're listening, if you're listening in, yeah. Um, but if you were, uh, we were fascinated to know that we were actually having people international coming on our Zoom programs from different countries. Um, so it's not just, we just set up to be, you know, looking for support in Liverpool. But if someone was listening to this, Kirsty, and was unsure about coming on our program and, he may not have the confidence or a bit wary of what to expect. Uh, from a participant's perspective, um, could you just explain what it was like when you first come into Evolver Mindsets sessions and stuff? Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, I, like I say, at first I had no confidence whatsoever. I didn't want to be on the screen. I didn't even want to speak to anybody. But your ethos within Evolver Mindsets is that you don't have to have that camera on and you can just sit in the background listening in. And I think it was around session two or three that I then joined in and was able to have the microphone on. 
Yeah. But it was the full makeup on, full hair, all that, and now I've done a full workout on it. I look like a scruff today. <laughs> so yeah, it yeah. does. It builds that. It builds that confidence within yourself, and you get to mix with the other participants in this in the cohort as well, which was nice. Yeah, and do you think do you think as a group, people have got have got things out of it, or do you think that group discussing things as a group in that safe zone is beneficial, or do you still think yeah, I think a lot of us opened up towards the end, didn't we? Like I think yeah. the whole six, seven of us all got involved yeah. come the end of it yeah um, and we were asking each other help which was yeah. nice and that's that's great because when we first started off we did we had a few people and it was like oh is this going to be a success is you know the support we always said as long as we were helping one person and um, we've got 32 people booked on tomorrow sorry on wednesday okay. session and it's you it's yeah. becoming really sort of that support and i think it's just where the mouth uh, and other things but and I think it's just the, the really difficult time that we're going through as well. Um, the second periods of lockdown, I think, as well. Yeah, definitely. So if you could pick a key, just one key moment from the session, what would it be? Mindfulness. Mindfulness. Yeah, we yes. haven't touched on about that. Loved it. So Paula's Paula, session is amazing. Yeah. She is. She's an absolute star. She uh the, the feedback that we get from that session is is amazing. I mean, apologies uh, to the rest of you because the rest of the course <laughs> is brilliant. I, you've mentioned three courses so far, Kirsty. Not one of them is mine. <laughs> so I'm on a, I'm joking. I'm joking. A little bit. I am a little bit. Yeah. Um, right. So what what it's led from is um, obviously we um, approached you uh, a, a few weeks back um, to get involved in a support group for Evolver Mindset and, and we're really keen on having a participant-led support group as part of our aftercare model uh, where we're like we're not just saying you can do the program and off you go uh, see you later thanks thanks for your uh, thanks for your time we wanted people to be able to come back and get support whenever they need it. and so would you like to just tell people what we've done and what what when I say we I mean you um, with the other guys yeah um, around what some of the plans are for the for the next few weeks and and for the next year, pretty much. Yeah, so I think we've got the next six months plans, haven't we? We want you all to come on for an hour for a check in and chat. Just let us know how things went for you from the course. Um, we're looking at doing anxiety and stress on the twelfth of November. Um, just running through a few slides that went on the the course. Asked just how sessions are going, whether you reached your smart goals. Mm. Um, and we just want to just get back involved with everyone, being able to help you from a participant's side of you, uh, side of things. Yeah, brilliant. And so you're doing some of the things you've done was like, then you scoped them um, to align with certain times of the year as well. Yeah, so there was, was it mental health awareness, I think, for December, wasn't it? Because it's obviously a rough period through December. Yeah. And then, let me find the notes, I'm sure, was it goal setting was January, I think, because yeah. a lot of us like to... Yeah. New Year's, Dead, New Year's resolutions that yeah. was don't stick to by February. So we've yeah. put resilience in for February to make sure <laughs> we're cracking on with them goals. Yeah, so I'm really impressed the way that you you've come up with that. Where there's like all of our programs sort of put into a calendar for the year. Um, because what what a lot of the feedback that we're getting is people may have done the sessions, and the ones who've come back and done it again, have gone. Oh, it was like a brand new. It was like a brand new session. Because different participants bring a different flavour and bring different conversations and bring so almost every session can feel, even though it's the same subject, can bring a completely different new feel to it. 
and we want that because isolation is, is really is really poor. And I had people say to me, "Oh, I didn't think I could come on again once I'd done the program." I was the same. Yeah, I, I didn't realise. Yeah, we were like, "No, no, no!" If people need the support, and even if it's just that human contact to come on a Zoom session and see somebody else's face and openly talk in a safe zone around how they're feeling, what they're struggling with, and getting involved with the group. That can be huge for someone in the life. Someone yeah, well, living that's where I'm hoping from the Thursday yeah. session that we can just reach out. Like, people can come and offload to us. We might not yeah. even stick to the stress and anxiety if people just want to offload, then yeah. that's what we're here to help with. Yeah. So people are listening in, obviously, be going out on Wednesday and um, this episode. And we'll be literally, that'll be the night we're going into lockdown again. So let's go back to our, the previous lockdown case, if we can. Um, uh, if you don't mind, I know I'm putting you on the spot, but can you tell me what you found, Jordan? Imagine when we first went into lockdown the first month or two. What you found the most difficult, yeah? But then, what you learned about yourself positively, what you learned, how that you could be resilient or like a strategy to get you through them difficult times. But So what was the thing that you struggled with the most is the first question. Yeah, so what for the, me, it was missing, sorry, Phil. Um, what I struggled the most with was missing my family. I was up in St. Helens, living in a flat, and I just felt the isolation. I'm quite a socially person anyway. Yeah. And just literally, I felt cabin fevers. I was locked in. Um, so I struggled with that massively. So that's where I installed Zoom and got yeah. a lot of, um, we work a lot with the amputees as well. So we set up a social page. We do yeah. quizzes and yeah. we do like karaoke nights. So that was really good reaching out and just seeing other people and not the same four walls. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so so is there anything that you, that you found about yourself or did you find you were a bit more resilient than what you thought or did you have any surprises? What I struggled with was probably trying to stay in the routine. Yeah. That's what I found the most difficult because you get yeah. into that state of binge watching TV, then it's insomnia, all the worries of lockdown, what's happening, yeah. death rates going up. And But mm. from joining the courses, I was able to change the strategies yeah. to then put in place. And I started journaling to get them worries out of my head yeah. and just sticking to the same routine day in, day out has helped massively. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I on the courses, I, I think me delivering the course every week or every fortnight, whatever, they, they come up, my ones. It's like my own. It's like my own self, self-help, self my own self-care. And I can get stuck. And I always say to people, do certain things and then don't do them myself. And I have to catch myself and say, hang on, you're running courses here. You're telling people to do certain things, but you're not doing it yourself. You're not living into you're not, you're not practicing what you're preaching. And so I, I, I have to like constantly um, feed me good wolf. Remind constantly. Every morning. Yeah. So every day, I'm, that's why I'm having to I play it every morning now, just to get myself in that real positive mindset for today. And, and it's, it's really difficult, absolutely difficult. And it looks as if we're heading back to where, we, where we've just been. Okay, it's not as bad with certain things, but it could be. Um, now, I found that being outdoors was huge you know for the first when he said when he first said you could go out for an hour I was still scared to go out I was like well I'm not going out in case I catch something and blah blah blah, blah. and I, I think I was still just sort of really you know ruminating all the time of all the negative stuff and it was only the first time I said well I'm going out and went for the walk and I come back and went wow I was out for an hour I've been for a really good walk, and I felt so much better than being into nature and stuff and you know, I highly recommend it. You know, obviously, if people are listening in, 
and they do they are in isolation and they do need a bit of help you know of all the mindsets here you can come and join any of the sessions but practice that self-care get yourself out absolutely so you know, I mean, know through the first lockdown we had the sun as well it was in a nice yeah. time of the year whereas it's going to be a lot grimmer this time yeah. around but i still Which, think getting that nature and like yeah. daylight is going to be crucial yeah oh, I, I love the sun and, and, I, and i remember thinking oh it's not too bad this it's not too bad this painting the then, fence gardening yeah did all of that my garden's never seen my garden better than what it is at the minute but i still really struggled now and this is where my fear is i think of this next wave of, of what we're going to go through is that people can't sit in the sun in the garden and paint fences and do this and do that and then but if i really struggled last time what what it's potentially going to be like this time so and that's what i want people to know is even though we do the sessions you know we struggle everyone struggles Absolutely. right right the way through it but we're in it together and if anyone if we all pull together within our communities and we all look out for we'll each other we will I, I absolutely believe that we will. Um, it could be stormy, but the storm doesn't always last. Exactly. The storm will exactly. pass. I was just about to say that you took the weight off my tongue. Yeah, yeah. brilliant. So There's again, sunshine after the rain, isn't it? That's it. That's it. Um, and that's resilience. Uh, you know, you call it a good old British stiff upper lip and all that sort of stuff. But um, that's what we're made of. And obviously, the resilience you've shown through your own personal journey, uh, I couldn't even comprehend. You know, stepping on a pin. Uh, and leading to that so thanks very much for sharing because I wasn't aware uh, of the detail un until tonight I um, wish I had a shark story to tell that I got hit by a shark <laughs> it's yeah. not as exciting as that yeah do you think uh, you know I was going to wrap it up there but do you think humour uh, just when you've done that plays the best medicine plays a part humor in it humour has and... been a massive part of it yeah yeah sometimes uh, I sit back and say don't put that face on all the time because it's not always easy it's yeah. easy to bat it off but sometimes you do have to like be kind to yourself like you said yeah and maybe making a few jokes and quips throughout the um throughout the session uh, and i found it really endearing and i found it really sort of powerful for me so that i was thinking it was something like oh you save money on on socks or something like that and it was like you made it i think it was the made, odd socks wasn't it you know, yeah like, you, need one. you only need one and i just thought you know if you can i'd love you know i, I love the fact that people can you know they've had really difficult situations but you know i, I firmly do believe that that humor and that positive mindset will, will helps people get through some really really challenging times it kind of stops the stigma as well and awkwardness because people don't know what to say yeah like you just genuinely don't know what to say yeah i don't know if i was naive or ignorant before i became disabled but mm. i'd never seen an amputee in liverpool no. and the guy who runs the charity lives two roads away from me so what so what are your plans so you, you've run a 5k you've done this you've done all sorts of uh, groups that you're doing so so what what's case these plans for the next year what would you like to achieve term. yeah i'd like to finish my counseling session get that up and running my friends are pt so we're going to try and combine mental health and physical health together because we know they're huge yeah um and obviously just give back where i can try and remain positive face yeah. whatever's up against us yeah fantastic any are you going to go for the 10k or marathons or anything like that that would um well the winter wonderland of signs up for it's meant to be forty thousand k all the participants are meant to go around the world. Not sure I can do that, but I'll no. give me a best shot. <laughs> I don't think I, I don't think I could do that with eight legs. Never mind knees old too. Yeah, possibly not. <laughs> uh, but I'll give it. We're in a team of four, so yeah. we, I think we're we're aiming for about fifty k each, just to yeah. make our numbers up. And how, how long is that over? 
a month. So it starts on Thursday and then we've yeah. got till the 5th of December. And it'll oh. be on Channel 4 if anyone wants to keep an eye out. Oh, brilliant. Um, yeah, oh. obviously we'll, we'll signpost that on our our socials as well um as well so brilliant I, I say for me Kirsty, you've been on the program um you've been an absolute you were like a ray of you're like like a ray of sun coming into the course um sometimes really, i didn't even feel like that I'd, like when you told me i was like i didn't come across that way or i didn't think i came across that way but i'm glad yeah. it helped others no but you, you had such an awareness as well where even when you'd message me to say i feel as if i'm talking too much i'm going to be quiet for the next 15 to even have that awareness case on a course because you knew that you you were getting a lot out of it but you wanted others Others, to get out of yeah, it as well, it's not and the to, case to show, is it? Yeah, and, and to have that awareness I, I really impressed me. And as I say, you know, we we help it, we hope to help everybody. But when we have participants on the program, like see yourself, that not only are there for you, but for others, it it, it, it inspires us to to do it as well, and want to want to continue what we're doing. And and I think so, that's why I want to get involved with the support hour to just like reach out to people to say, you know, I am approachable, yeah. I can help. And what, what our aim was when we set this up, um, me and Andy obviously co-founded co it and we brought in Lee and, and we've got other people involved in it. But it was always around that, was our, that sense of community that we would love nothing more than in the future that Kirsty's delivering our sessions and somebody else is delivering our sessions and we're just sort of supporting because that's what it's about. It's about getting everybody involved. It's not my company it's not andrew's company it's not anyone it's the community's company just education uh, isn't and it? people don't realize that when you say well well how's your company well it's not mine it's ours it's, not, it's our whole company you know yeah. the whole community owns this not me we're here to just try and facilitate it and bring people together um and that's why we look to get people involved in the program um i think this is going to be huge for people um the Absolutely. fact that we're... i've made a few referrals myself as well and they're really enjoying yeah. it yeah brilliant. participators and enjoying it yeah well, thank you very much. Thank you very much for joining us tonight, Kirsty. I've really You're enjoyed welcome. it, and uh, I could talk all night. Uh, but you, you, you know, you're an absolute inspiration to others. Thank you. Uh, and and thank you very much for all everything that you do for Evolver Mindset as well. No worries. I'm enjoying it. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, and we'll catch you next week. Thanks, guys. Cheerio.